Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Guys Talking Shit. I am your host, Jim Spangler, the old white guy. And I am your other host, Wesley Anthony Clerge, the young black guy. There you go. That's all you need to know. Uh, and our mission is to just give you 12 chuckles. Just to make, you know, talk about some stuff, uh, whatever's on our mind, and hopefully make you laugh, and hopefully we talk about some serious stuff, too. Uh, I know Absolutely. I'm, I know I've got some things on my mind I want to talk about, and you said before we got on that you had some things you wanted to talk about, so that's great. Absolutely. There were so many things that I want to talk about with you. The first thing I want to say legitimately is the world might be ending. Um... <laughs> It's literally just like that movie, Don't Look Up, that uh, yeah. in. I love that so, movie. Shit's about to go down, and I I was wildly like excited, but also scared at the same time. So, so? There, there's a study. Uh, so according to a study done by the University of California at Riverside, there is a planet potentially in our solar system that could and life on Earth as we know it. And so let me let me look at my notes so I don't fuck okay. this up. Okay, we just absolutely scared anybody that turned on this podcast. Please stay with us. He's going to explain this. <laughs> yeah, so this study essentially finds that a terrestrial planet hovering between Mars and Jupiter would be able to push Earth out of the solar system and wipe out life on our planet. So wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. You're telling me that there's a planet in our solar system that we didn't know about. Is that what you're telling me? That's what I had originally thought. Because I, I was can't, like... I can't... I don't, I don't believe that. Exactly. I mean, what, 10, 12 years ago, Pluto's just not a planet anymore. We're like, ah, eh, forget yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Too small. Yeah, I'm not sure... Well, that is... That's a little disturbing, it's Wesley. I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. It was incredibly disturbing. However, to warn everybody, this experiment was done. This And this is why I hate astrophysicists sometimes. They're like, oh, yeah, we just did this experiment. It's a fictional planet that we made up. And I'm like, come on, man. Of course like, it was. Why did you, put why did you do that? <laughs> and thank you to all the people that didn't leave in the first two minutes of this show. Now that we know it's a fictional planet. Yeah. So they had said... Uh, if this fiction, the the thing is that there's a lot of wasted real estate up in space. Oh, it's a right? huge vacuum. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so people had wondered, astrophysicists had wondered, well, there's all these other planets and other galaxies that are about the size of Earth. And they call Earth uh, the largest terrestrial planet. I'm not an astrophysicist. I don't know exactly what they mean by terrestrial. But the smallest yeah. gas planet that we have in our solar system is Neptune. Right. And... So they were saying, well, there are planets kind of on similar sizes of these things in other solar systems with less space. Why is there so much space in ours? And so they created this fictional planet in between Mars and Jupiter, and they figured out if there was a planet there, it would literally push Earth out of the solar system and wipe out life on Earth, leading to like another ice age, essentially, where... Nice. Nothing would exist. Nice. That's that's lovely. And you know, I was nodding when you were like, "Yeah, like Neptune, the gaseous planet." Neptune. I was nodding and smiling and saying, "Yeah, like I really, like <laughs> yeah. I knew that already or something." I had no idea. 
I uh, uh, that astrophysics is not my forte. Not even close. It is not not my strong suit. And for all those people who are like, what's a recent study? It was released at the beginning of March. So I was That's like, this was super interesting. That's pretty recent. That, that is interesting. That is interesting, but highly un unlikely. Oh, highly yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlikely. Highly unlikely. Highly I think unlikely. it'd be interesting, um, maybe like in another millennia, to see how our planet would shape out, you know? Yeah. Because our universe yeah. is constantly expanding and growing. You know, stars are light years away. Planets can be created literally in times that we don't know. Something's yeah, gonna it, it always amazes me that we are when we look up at the stars, we are seeing light from millions of years ago. Yeah, that that just boggles my mind. Like, if you really think about that, the light that you are looking at is millions of years old when you look at the stars. Yeah. It's that is just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like how, first off, it's like how, that's how you know light travels incredibly fast. Like when they say the speed of light, it really is. You're looking at something that is millions upon millions of miles away. Yeah, They literally call it light years. They're like, we can't even put this into a normal constraint right. of like measurement. Right. They can I only measure it in how fast it goes in a year, how far it would, how fast it would move in a year. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it, I find it all kind of fascinating. It's, I think it's the whole reason that I like the science fiction thing, right? It's the whole idea yeah. of, um, you know, possibility and it, and sometimes science fiction leads to reality. I mean, yeah. if you look back, and, and I know this has been talked in the ground, I get it, but if you look back at like Star Trek, when Star Trek originated and they had their, you know, their communicators. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. cell phone. It's literally it, yeah. It's a cell phone. And then when they had, when they said they could put an entire encyclopedia is on this disc and we can put it in the computer and you can, you have all the information of the world right we've gone even past that just your phone yeah yeah your phone has more computer power than the computer that put the first rocket on the moon than the men on the moon oh that's yes You're isn't that amazing absolutely right isn't that amazing yeah i i i find things facts like that i am the i am we've talked about this before i am a nerd for trivia um, we went to the I, moon in 1969, right? That's right. And that's, we and our golly. phones have immensely more power than the computer that got them there. Gosh, that just goes to show you, you know, information can be so powerful, but it has to be put in the right hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just we so have all this knowledge, like yeah. access to all this knowledge, and we're just looking for the new TikToks trend. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. That's the truth. That is yeah. absolutely the truth. Yeah, no, it is it is it is mind-boggling and and to say that we've just scratched the surface is not even really fair. Because yeah. if you think about it, personal computers really didn't appear until 80s. Yeah. So the 80s, 80s, I mean there were some 90s. in the 70s but nobody really had one. No. Right? They were they were hard to come by. And I know we had them because my dad worked for the phone company, and so he would bring home like he brought home the first IBM personal computer, right? He oh. brought home the first Apple 2E computer. Yeah. Boy, do I wish I had kept that. 
Um, oh yeah, that'd be worth a fortune. That would be worth a fortune. Yeah, you know, and so, and to think now, I mean, look what we're doing. Just us right here. Yeah. We're not we're not anywhere close to each other. We're looking right at each other. We could be broadcasting this across the internet for people to see, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and maybe one day we will. Uh, oh, I know we will. But it's but yeah, it's see the, this. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love watching two guys sitting down talking like this. This is like, I'm kidding. I I I'm kidding. I'm joking. If we do that, it means I have to dress nicer. You always dress nice. You always look nice. You always have a. You always are looking sharp. You always have your hat on. Always looking. I try good. to. It's like part of my thing. I, guess, I know, you know. I know. And that just tells you that I'm the, a grumpy old man that just doesn't care anymore. Hey, but that's what we love. That's. Let me tell you something. My one of my dreams is to have a rocking chair on my porch in the heat of summer and just rock there and just With eat lemonade. food. Yeah, lemonade. Yes. Give me a like lemonade. Just enjoying myself and yelling at the youths. Like not even on, the youth, the yeah. youths. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on your get off my yard. Get off my yes, yard. Absolutely. Get off my grass. I had when I had a paper route when I was uh in young. I think I was like 5th or 6th grade when I had my paper route. Um, I was really young for a paper route. Um, But there was this one house. So I had a walking route. I could just walk around my neighborhood basically and deliver the papers. Um, And I always made sure that the papers were out before 6 a.m. So that when people got up, their paper was there. Um, And, you know, we don't even really have that anymore. Right. We have, you know, we have guys, we have people that drive around in cars that have huge routes that deliver papers. Um, But the neighborhood paper boy is pretty much a thing of the past. But Uh, yeah. There was this one guy who was obsessed with his yard, obsessed with his lawn. And I have to say, it was beautiful. I am not going to lie. <laughs> okay. It was right. beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. But he was obsessed to like, it was a little bit overdone, right? Gotcha, it was like, gotcha, it was gotcha. like I don't think anybody really cares, really. And yeah. uh, I remember that if there was frost on the ground... He didn't want me walking over his grass because it would kill the grass. Ah, that's stupid. It'll grow back in the, in the spring or summer, though. It'll so. grow back. It'll grow back in a week. Yeah. I was like, it, and of course, I respected it because I was, he was paying the bills. So I, I was like, well, okay, I don't care. You know, fine. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't take me much further to, to, you know, take the long way, go down the sidewalk and then up his sidewalk. But I mean, come on. Yeah, Come no, on. during the winter, it's free reign, dude. Well, like, and this wasn't during the winter. This was like the spring. I get it. It was like the spring. And I did walk across it once, and I did leave footprints. It was crazy. Yeah, but it's frost, and you're in the fifth or sixth grade, and you're up before most people oh. just delivering a paper. Like, you're providing him a service. service oh. I think the least that he could do is be like, hey, it's a yeah, kid just but it walking did, on the but, grass. Yeah, but it killed the grass that I walked on. I mean, it was brown. You could see my footprints. It was okay. it, it kind of made me chuckle. Um, and really, when he started getting fussy about it, it almost made me want to do it anyway. Um, yeah. Just because I was like, come on, dude. Nobody, you know, you're, yeah, come on. But I just find it interesting that we're talking about old men getting off the grass. That just made me think of that. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Just made me think speaking- of it. So, so what else do you have, dude? What's going on? Oh, uh, okay. So speaking of grass, actually, this um, – Reminds me of 
there's this woman who is a North Korean defector. I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is uh, Young Mi Park. She I have not. She is a human rights activist, and she's releasing a new book. Uh, I think it's called While Time Remains. I read her first book, um, and it was it was called In Order to Live. And my God, it's an incredible read. Like really, absolutely incredible. Um, it details her story. She lives in the states now. Uh, it details her story of how she left North Korea with you know her mom and being a human rights activist and kind of like how she wants people to start being more involved in human rights. Right. Um, right. Like some of the things, like just, this is just the first couple of chapters in her first book. I'm not sure if her second book is released yet, but I can't wait to read it. Uh, her first book, In Order to Live, it was about her journey, uh, kind of like how she grew up in North Korea and all the terrible atrocities that happened while she was there and how she escaped and things along those lines. In the first few chapters, it says she had to eat like grass, tree bark, crickets wow. and uh cockroaches and like like she was like throw <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> like rats and she wasn't like not Ooh. those like new york city rats like Ooh. she's talking like mice yeah you know? like they that didn't tiny, have tiny tiny any anything to eat and she, around she was 13 years of age when she and her mother uh were trying to flee north korea and they were fleeing to china and when she was 13 years old with her mom, they get entangled in a human trafficking ring. Uh, the so this, so this is all, so she talks about all of this in her book. This is all just the first book. Yeah, like wow. all of this information wow. is in, in her first book, In Order to Live. And like, this is just the first couple chapters. Like, <laughs> I it's wonder... a crazy read. Yeah, I wonder, I'll have to, I'm going to write that down because I wonder if Kate has read that because my wife reads books like they're going out of style. She reads crazy fast. Um, and it's something that I think she probably would have read, honestly. In order to live. That's crazy. So, but she yeah. has a new book, but she has a new book coming out. She has a new book coming out. Uh, it's called, oh shoot, what is it called? See, I took notes today because I didn't want to. I can see that. <laughs> You're like organized. Yeah, I was, man. I was, while well, Time Remains is the name of her new book. I can't wait till it comes out. If it's already out, I got I to gotta buy it. Um, Interesting. Because the, the first book was just incredible. Like, she's 13 years old and she watched her mother get raped by the Chinese broker. Ugh. That, like, is, and it's crazy. And that same broker sells her mom then to a blind farmer. And then the broker tries to sleep with the 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, no, I mean... You know, I... I it's crazy. The, the tragic... The tragedy, besides the tragedy of her life and what she experienced, because um, that is tragic, it's tragic that it's still happening today. And it's happening in the United States. Exactly. It's happening exactly. here. Human trafficking is a real thing, and trafficking kids is a real thing. And yes. traffic, just trafficking people in general, and and I feel like we as a society just kind of turn a blind eye to it. That was my question to you. Yeah, yeah, we just we just kind of act like we don't like it's not there, you like, know. And we're and I understand about the latest TikTok trend. 
That's exactly right. And and I understand that this leads into one of my topics too, or the only topic I want to talk about tonight. But um, and I don't understand why people aren't more outraged by it, and two, why our government is not more outraged by it. Um, the the idea that in the United States of America, we have people that are being trafficked. They're being sold into prostitution. They're being sold into slavery. That idea is not fake. That is not no. fake no news, ladies and gentlemen. That is real. And that is happening. And it just breaks my heart. I, and I wish I knew what to do about it. I wish I personally knew what to do about it. I think that's the issue that not just you face, but so many people in our country face. Nobody knows what to do about it. And on top of that, our government only responds to things that the mass majority of people get infuriated about. That's right. And not enough people talk about human trafficking. Like that's that's just- And let's be honest, the government, our, our elected officials only do what's good for them. Yeah, they only do what's going to get them reelected, and it's disgusting. Uh, we were actually just Kate and I were just talking about this this evening. We were talking about it because we watched um, John Oliver this week, uh, the news this week with John Oliver. Great we show. love. Oh, I love it. It's really the only Great news show, show I watch, to be honest with you. But they were talking about um, how government money that is supposed to go to the poor. is being used so they give it's it's a block grant that is given every year to states just a block okay. of money to be used and it's to be given to people to help them survive right i mean and there are people that live below the poverty level and it's to help them survive right. uh, first of all the amount of the that block money has it was enacted at like in 1996 i think he said and that money has not been increased the amount has not been increased since 1996. So inflation rates, just forget about it. Yeah. So it's basically lost 40% of its value. And then the governments aren't using it to help people. They're using it for other things. And they're getting away with it because the rules were so wide that they can get away with it. I am just like, I am blown away by those things. I'm like, how? You know, we are so ignorant to what our government does and how our government works that we just turn, we just don't pay attention. We just don't pay attention. Can you, can you imagine? So there, there, they were talking to three women. He showed an interview with three women. One of them said they made $9 an hour. And had three children, nine dollars an hour, and had three children, and they were told that they made too much money. They are living to below, be on like government assistance to be to get to get this government assistance. Yes. Golly. So let are me you, let me ask kidding? specifically. Yeah. Let me let me let me ask specifically. Are we talking about like? Um, SNAP benefits, like formerly known as food stamps or like welfare, it, like it what is kind the of like program that. Yeah. Are, we, like, so are it's, we talking about? Uh, and I knew you were going to ask that. Um, uh, I can even look it up here real quick. Um, 
it is called uh, this week. On Oliver, I knew, and I, I, I didn't think I was going to talk about this, so I didn't really pay attention. Uh, no, but, to but it, while you're but, looking that up, like that's that's infuriating. She has oh. three children, is making nine dollars an hour, and they just denied her. Like, yeah, it's the TANF system, T A N F. Okay. Um, and yeah, so they just denied her. You know, and the person sitting next to her was like, "I made eleven dollars an hour," and they said, "I made too much money." I, That's still not a livable wage in any part it, of this country. It, no, it puts them below the poverty level. It puts them below the poverty level, and I just am like, to me, that is just blows me away. And as a government official, and they were talking about the graft that has happened, right? The money, right. and this all has come out because Brett Favre got paid oh, yeah. and got money through the tanth system that's also, how that was got the all system. that money okay. that's how he got all that money and so that's what started this right that's what what kind of brought this to light and caused john oliver to wow. investigate um and if you haven't ever watched john oliver on hbo you can you can actually catch most of his reports on youtube also after it airs um the research that his team does is second to none there yeah. is nobody out there that's doing the research on on these topics that his team is doing. It is amazing what he is able to find and what he digs up factual stuff. It's not we heard a rumor or you know this guy said it's factual documented things uh that he does. And and I you know it, it's just shocking. And as I was sitting there watching this and getting angry, um, I just kept thinking, what can we do about that? What can we do about this? As people in this nation that elect their officials that are supposed to be doing what they want, I bet if you asked the people of the United States, most of the people, not all, not all, but a majority would be like, what the hell? Yeah. What? What? What are you doing? Right? And so, um, you know, you think, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, you know, besides speak out, right? I, yeah. First of all, you can't stay silent, right? There's no, th there's no way that you can stay silent. It's um, It kind of leads into, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, right? You can't, you can't be silent. You can't be silent. You have to. Yeah. You have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and keep keep it at the front of everybody's mind and keep going. Right? It's. I, and I'm speaking. I'm speak. I'm speaking to the choir right now. You. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Right. And that's and like that's what Martin Luther King was about. Right. He was about you have to keep going. You can't. You can't just do it once. Yeah. You know, you have to keep going. And, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, when we're talking about human trafficking and we're talking about this TANF system that's supposed to help people that are, you know, help them with, you know, and it's just a block of money. So the, so when you get it, it's not like the SNAP system, which is what food stamps used to be, right? right it's not yeah. SNAP. It is, it is, you get cash. 
So you can use it for whatever you need. If you need it for childcare, you can use it for childcare. If you need it for rent, you can use it for rent. If you need it for electricity, you can use it for your electricity, right? So there's no, you know, there's, there's no there's, like, caveat as to what it can be used right, for. As for what it can be used for. And, um, you know, thank <sighs> you, Ronald. Thank you, Ronald Reagan, who, you know, was convinced that people were on welfare because they just wanted free money. That's what I want. Right. I'm just going to, I just am going to go and live on welfare so that I can get free money. <sighs> I, it's just, it, it's so amazing. And, and it's amazing that that thought still exists today. Yeah. It's like people, I think a majority of people actually want to work because here's the thing, when you don't work and you're doing nothing, you get bored of that really quickly, really fast. Yeah, really so you actually fast. need to have something that and, fills your day. Yeah, well, and most people want to work. Most people yeah. find, you know, a, uh, you know, find dignity in what they're doing and like what they're doing. But it, it is appalling to me. Do you know that Walmart, when you're filling out your Walmart paperwork, if you get hired by Walmart, and I will never set foot in a Walmart ever again, and I haven't for okay. years. All right, I'm listening. If you when you get hired at Walmart and you go in and you fill out your paperwork, they give you welfare paperwork to fill out. They give you SNAP paperwork to fill out because they know they're not paying you enough. Really? Is that not shocking? That's, that's messed up. That's crazy. Walmart because you know they're not making any money. Come they on. own they own the I'm pretty sure the people who own Walmart own the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they just bought them. Yeah, they're brand new owners. That's so yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's a billion dollar franchise and you're saying we don't pay our employees enough? This is like what are we doing? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And also they have they have figured out that if they hire people for part time they don't have to pay benefits. Yeah. A lot of companies are doing that now. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, what, where is, where is the humanity that, that is, you know, where's humanity? This, this goes right into um, kind of what I wanted to, what I was going to bring up. Um, one thing that's really making me angry right now, and I'm really speaking out. Um, if you follow me on social media, uh, JW Spangler, I don't know if I should say that or not. Um, Say it, but plug it. Uh, what is happening to the LBGTQ plus community right now is appalling. The there are over three hundred laws in front of government, you know, state governments right now that are anti LGBTQ plus. They're taking rights away from LGBT, LBGTPQ, queer people, right? right? And I can say that because I'm I'm one of them, so I can say right. that. Um, they are in Tennessee, and I know this has been the big thing. They have outlawed drag in Tennessee, but not guns, right? Are we are we missing exactly. the point? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Did they not just have a school shooting in Tennessee like yes. a few years ago? Yeah. So let's 
let's take a form of entertainment on a marginalized community with from a marginalized community, right? And let's make it a federal offense. Oh, they're making it a federal crime. Yes. That's and absurd. yeah. Well, and then where does that stop? You're a theater guy. That's absurd. What is there doing? are there shows where men dress up as women? A bunch of them. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Exactly. Some of the greatest shows ever written. And so does it include them? Does it include that? Because it doesn't necessarily say drag. It describes the way that they're dressed and the way that they do their hair and their makeup and stuff. That's a description of that. So live theater, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? If, if a man is on stage and has a fingernail painted, is that's that drag? That's a federal crime? Is that drag? Oh, God, I hate the looseness that our law is written with. That, well, like, and we're taking rights away from people. That's that's the bigger that's I agree. That's that the is issue. the absolutely biggest issue. That's the issue. Which is LG, and and especially the transgender community, especially. They've been through enough. Oh my God, I. When they say they're trying to indoctrinate people into either being gay or be transgender, I just. I just want to punch somebody because what they're doing is trying to indoctrinate them to be straight, cis, male yeah. and female. Right? They are they are indoctrinating them to be against what they are. They're doing exactly what they say that the gay community is doing, which the gay community is not doing. I think the and I could be wrong, but a lot of, from what I've seen and talked about um, with my friends in the gay community and just LGB, LGBTQIA+. Right. Um, it's a mouthful. It is. It is. Uh, is. It's mostly about expression and expressing themselves truly and authentically without feeling hated or persecuted. But it's never about pushing. It's not like pushing Jesus down someone's throat. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. They're just, that. they're just like, Hey, you know, this is who I am. This is who I've always wanted to be. And this is the way that I live my life. If you can share that with people, then great. If not, then you don't need to come. You That's what? Yeah, if you kind of like what it, I've seen for the most part. Yeah. If you don't like it, fine. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to do it. I'm not hurting anybody. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's the point. They're not hurting anybody. You can't tell me that a 10-year-old trans girl has a political agenda. You can't do it. You can you'll never you'll never convince me of that. Just a general question and I like maybe ignorant for not knowing this, but That's okay. are are there like 10-year-old trans girls really like out there and stuff along mm. those lines because I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and it is, um, I, it is being voiced more now than ever. Small children who are like, I'm not a boy or I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Right. Are voicing who they are okay. as a young child. Right. And they're denying what they're doing is they're, de 
besides the whole can they compete in athletics and bathroom issue, which right, yeah. I'm like, come on, who who really cares? Right. Yeah. Who who really cares? Um, besides that, the uh, the idea that they're taking care away from those children, that it is against the law to support those children, not medically, right? That we're not even talking about hormone treatments or anything. We're just talking about letting them dress the way that they want to dress so that they feel good and feel comfortable and present the way that they want to present to make them feel good, you know, feel self-confident and feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. They're saying, you know, there are states that are passing laws that say that that's against the law to support but, these kids. But let's say like even back in the 80s or 90s, right? There was this like constant phrase where it's like you had uh, tomboys and stuff along those lines where like right. young girls would wear like boys clothes or like boys would wear like dresses or heels or something along those lines. I feel like it's not to like minimize everything, but I feel like that's where it starts, you know what I mean? Like you start feeling more comfortable in certain clothing, but I may be wrong. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I don't that, know what it's like to be in that feeling, but yeah, I don't that either. doesn't mean that they can't do it. Right. You know it doesn't I mean? mean that they shouldn't exist. Right. right. Like that's so, where I'm like, and the why thing are we is saying that, that this shouldn't happen? The suicide rate with transgender people is outrageously high. Outrageously, as you can imagine. That. As you can yeah. imagine, if you're forced to be something that you are not, and every day you look in the mirror and you see somebody looking back at you that is not who you are, you know, you would be depressed. You, I, yeah. can't, I can't even imagine, right? Yeah. I can't I can't imagine that. And so you know, the fact that they're, um, you know, denying health care and um, – you know, that supportive care uh, is just, to me, it's, it's just disgusting and inhuman. If you don't like it, fine. Fine. Live your life. They probably don't like what you do either. Yeah, I just think making it a federal crime is a bit much. <laughs> it's like, a little far. <laughs> it's a little far. Because I is there sure. like no nuance? Like there, we gotta find the middle ground. I understand it's your state; you can do what the fuck you want. I get it. Like, sure, Tennessee, go ahead, have at it. Nobody likes Tallahassee anyway. All right, you maybe got a half decent football team, and that's about it. And let's be honest, you're losing the Florida. Okay, let's be realistic about it. <laughs> oh no, they're not. Oh please, Ron DeSantis won't let this pass without. A response. Oh, no, 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 no. Come Ron, on. Come on. Ron's out here thinking about running for president, which that's yeah. a whole other conversation. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah. So it. my thing is when, you, when you're taking away human rights, when you start yeah. taking away human rights, hey, it's okay if – here's one. It's okay that you're a neo-Nazi. That's all right. That is who you are. That's what you believe. That's what it is. And that's right? it's who you that are. We're down. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Right? If so if you're gonna say that, then what's I don't understand. I mean, they still call I don't, the I, Ku Klux Klan a Christian organization. And I'm Oh my god. Have we not looked in a book? <laughs> but I, so 
my very <laughs> my very first job was I worked at a Jewish uh, community center day camp, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. Jewish. However, everyone that I met there, I loved as people, and I think they're like it's great. Of However, course. I had a com I had a conversation, and I was very young, and I didn't know much better. But my questions are always to learn something, not to be demeaning or degrading or anything along those lines. And so I asked, I asked very, in, I would probably say at you know, like 18 being like, Hey, so I know we talk about like the Holocaust all the time. And we're learning about like, of course, that in the world war one, world war two, like we understand there's a lot that happened in it. However, we bring it up all the time. Right. And the best answer that I ever received from one of the people I spoke to was they said, slavery is normally taught only one month out of the year. Oh, if, Right, and they were like, yeah. that's if it's taught, right? So it's taught maybe one month out of the year. And they said, as a community of people, we want to ensure this never happens again. Ever and it's again. so easy to go down that slope and lead towards it. And we're watching, we're seeing it right like, now. We're headed. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing it right now. This is where it starts, right? You start taking the vulnerable and labeling them as bad and as dangerous to society. I mean, it's yeah. the path that it's, that's the path. That's right. the path. And, um, you know, so I have, I've started being very vocal online about it. Anytime I see anything, I'm like, this is disgusting. I can't believe this is happening. You know what? If you don't like what, if you don't like the way I dress, you don't like who I am as a person, you know, there are some people on my street. I don't like, I just yeah. don't like them. I, I'm not judging them as good or bad. I just don't like them. We don't get along, right? Yeah. And that's okay. They can live their life. I'm not going to start asking for laws to be written because I don't like them or I don't like what they yeah. believe. I that is that is against everything that we as people are supposed to be doing. I'm not even talking about a country. I'm talking about as human beings. Yeah. As, as a people. human being. Yeah. I've got news for them. Gay people have been around since the beginning of time. They have. That is, this is not new. This is not something that all of a sudden just appeared. But they know it's, actually, you know, people might not know this. It's very common throughout history. Oh. Like part of, part of, Ro in the Roman Empire was men sleeping with men. It was Absolutely. very common. It was, and it was not, it wasn't even, it wasn't even looked on as anything. It was just the norm. No, it, it was, was the norm. norm. Yeah, it was normal. Exactly. And, you know, they, it's just, it's just beyond, I, I just don't understand it. And, um, uh, and, and I, so I, and I am not much of a protester. I never have been. I, oh, I will always support everybody that does it and whatever I can do from a support standpoint to do it. Mm -hmm. But I've just never been a protester. That's just not, I wasn't brought up that way. Um, and so for me, I'm more comfortable standing behind the scenes and supporting, you know, lending the support that is needed to to do those things. Uh, now, Kate, my wife, is a protester. Okay. Like, she will march. There's, she went when uh, Trump was elected president, she went to the march, the women's march in Washington. Really? Like, oh, okay. yes. Yes. She is, she is, that is, she will march. And uh, we have marched in um, 
when they when covid was still you know uh we were all still quarantining and stuff um Mm -hmm. kind of towards the end of that though uh you know pride didn't happen um but they had a huge march a huge rights march for it and it was the same time um you know that uh you know it was it was inter it was intermixed with uh you know black lives matter um right yeah and all of that uh that's what the march you know it, it was about human rights basically is what it was it was about human rights and um so i actually did march in that one um and it was the first time i ever marched uh i don't think it'll be the last time i march I was going to ask you, would you do it again? I would. I would totally do it again. I would totally do it again. And I think the reason that in the past I haven't done it, I think there was a part of me that was scared. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. All all you see is the terrible things on television. Yeah. They don't show the peaceful marches. They don't show the peaceful moments, right? They show the conflict moments. Yeah. And that's scary to me. I am the furthest from somebody that is, I don't even like conflict. I don't even like confronting people, just confronting them, right? That's uncomfortable for me. And I think it's uncomfortable for everyone. But, you know, some people can embrace that and be like, well, got to be done. Got to do it. You know, I'm becoming that, I'm becoming that person in my old age. I'm becoming that person. I'm becoming, I will not stand for it anymore. I even posted on my Facebook page. I was like, if you believe that what is going on against the trans community is correct and it should be happening, then you are not my friend. You're not my friend and unfriend me now because you are not my friend. You are not, you are, you are not supporting human people, human beings because they're different because they're different than you are. Exactly. And I think there's an area where people forget that, just because you don't like something doesn't mean you have to viscerally hate them with all your being. Like you can Absolutely. dislike something, but also allow that thing to live its own person or whatever to live their own life. You know, there's always a reason where it's like, hey, we can agree to disagree. You know what I mean? All the like, time. That's all the time. a perfectly fine answer. And all and everybody that is leaning on quote Christian values. Don't get me started. Don't get me I'm started. Telling you what, I will I, go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, because I grew up in a Methodist church, a very conservative Methodist church, um, and left that church because they were so conservative. I they just I just didn't understand. But uh, you obviously don't understand what was being taught. Yeah. You don't get it. You you yeah. don't you've you have twisted it. And I know that you know it's interesting because. Um, uh, white men have been leaders of religion and they're the ones that have written the rules, right. Um, that have been around for a really long time. Um, and what people don't understand is that it was to control people. Yes. It was literally to control people. (laughs) It it was not because they wanted to save you. The Catholic church didn't want to save you. Right. They had right. holy wars to get land. That's exactly right. That's the, that's what the yeah. Crusades. No. Awful Crusades. It's a holy war to it, get land that wasn't theirs. That's right. And valuables and property and 
you know, anything of value. Like, right? Yeah. I, I don't. I, I, so yeah, we could, that's a wrap. That is a rabbit hole. I don't think we should go down that rabbit hole. No, um, I don't because we because would be here forever. Forever. Like, truly. Forever. Yeah. And, and unfortunately I don't think we've really laughed that much tonight. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Oh, I got something. I, I do have something okay. where I really let's, think it's, it's let's, let's, end on, let's end on something. Let's end on okay. something a little right. brighter. Wonderful. All right. So in arts and entertainment, the Oscars happened last night and yes, nobody really gave nobody really gave a shit. Let's be honest. No. no one really gave a fuck about that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Matter of fact, we're still talking about the infamous game of front hand backhand that Will Smith had with Chris Rossman. <laughs> like still talking about it. Still the talk of Jimmy, the town. Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about it. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, in his <laughs> opening monologue, he made a joke about it. <laughs> now, I Chris Rock did kind of like finally respond in his new Netflix comedy special called Selective Outrage. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. But I haven't I heard either. It's really I want to see it. Yeah, I and really want to see it. Yeah, Marlon Wayans has a new comedy special out on HBO, and I want to see it too because he oh, addresses great. he addresses it also. Oh, fantastic! All right, so now now here's my take on it. Right. We're one year removed from the infamous slap. Will Smith has fallen from grace. He's begun his 10-year Oscar band, right? Chris Rock is looking more like Chris Pebbles from the Flintstones, right? <laughs> and, but like nobody's talking about Dana White's new slap fighting championship. And I want to talk uh, about the uh, best rematch that would be on pay-per-view history. Like, that would be incredible. One year removed, everybody wins. Dana White gets his money. Chris Will Rock Smith gets redemption. and Chris Rock. And thank you. It oh, my God. That's brilliant. Incredible. <laughs> I'm telling Dana so White, there is your promo. There, oh, that is so funny. And um, yeah. Oh, that is so funny. I love that. I love that. Like, I and I do want to give a shout out to uh the movie that won. Um, it was it's brilliant. If you haven't seen it, it's brilliant, and you have to give it a chance. You can't just watch the first ten minutes. Okay. You got you got to you got to watch it to understand what's going on and where it's going. It really is everything, everywhere, all at once. Is it really is? It is brilliant. Okay. It truly is. Um, I have not seen it, so I will definitely yeah, go it is. Out and watch it. And I'm it. just telling you, at the beginning, you're going to be like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck is going on? But if you break it down into what it really is, it's really a story about family and okay. about fighting for your family and about connections. It is so good. And Jamie Lee Curtis is brilliant in it brilliant in it she rightfully won all those acting awards she was brilliant and i you know um uh it it i know there was a little controversy with that and a little you know there's always controversy with it i'm so tired of the controversy but yeah. it is a great movie you should see it uh also all quiet on the western front it's on netflix great, great movie. movie great movie great movie but be prepared because it is gruesome. It's a tough movie to watch. It is sure. a hard movie to watch. It is really hard to watch. Um, but I watched I watched all of it. 
we no, watched all the way through. And it is. Movie. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it's an anti-war movie. I mean, it's a movie about war that is an anti-war statement. So, you know, know that going in, because um, that's what All Quiet in the West, Western Front is. Um, it was a protest book, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it is it is wonderful. It won for international movie, right? It won best international feature. And Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, really? So good. So and really? and moments that are hard to watch. There are things in there that I was like, oh, really? It is so good. So live good. action or animated? No, it's it's stop it's stop motion. It won oh. the animated it won animated feature and it's it is stop motion and it is magnificent. It is so beautiful. I mean I'll check that out. it is magnificent. So there there are your three movies. That's it, man. From the Oscars to go see. Those are those are the three in my opinion. Um oh, and I saw exciting. Top Gun Maverick. I like Top Gun Maverick. I liked it better than the first one. And I like the first I think one. it's I think it's the most American movie come out in the past like <laughs> twenty years. Because when you see the end of the movie, you're like, I'm proud to be an American. That's right. Talk your shit, America. That's how you feel after you watch that movie. It's so true. It's so true. That is the truth. That is the truth. I'm telling you, I, I actually, that was the one time where I saw a movie and I was like, hey, yo, America kind of the shit, man. Yo, we doing yeah. it out here. Yeah, yeah. And then I go back to my regular life as a black and I'm like, shit, man, America, you be making it tough out here for me. Yes. So, um, oh, yeah. Wow. I agree yeah. with that. I totally agree with that. Uh, but I, and I liked it better than the first one. And I liked the first one. Like I said, I thought the I first agree. one was fun and, and it was a fun movie, but it was not as good as this movie. That oh, movie yeah, was yeah, yeah. just, that was just good. And Wakanda forever is wonderful. And Avatar is beautiful. It's the same, it's the same movie as okay. the first Avatar. It's just a different, just different. It's kind of like the Star Wars movies, right? They're all the same. They're just slightly different, right? Slightly different. different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. D same enemy, same you know, same battle, those, same reason for the battle, same all of that. Avatar um, movies, though, they look beautiful. Oh, like when you it see is, it in theaters, oh, it's magnificent to watch. It is. It it really is. It is. You forget that you forget that you're watching computer animation. Yeah, you really yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. You you forget it. And I realized that they use motion capture, which is usually creepy. Um, uh, but it is uh. It is really, really good. Can you describe what like motion capture is for people who might not know? Yeah, exactly so motion is? capture. So motion capture is um, they are filming. It is actual people acting, um, and they have dots all over their bodies, all over their faces, and all over their bodies. And sometimes they have a camera right in their face, filming the action, and then they're using the dots to animate to do the animation. So you're seeing the actual actor's performance with a like a computer mask is what right. it is, right? It's like it's like a painted on mask. Um, so you're still getting all the expression, all the all the motion. All, you know, it's all all of that that is natural and real because it's a real person doing it. But right. they've but then they've overlaid animation on top of it um, to uh, for like for Avatar for the Navi. Right. Right. Um, so that's I think that's the easiest way. Like I know like they have studios that are literally surrounded by cameras uh, to capture all, everything that's going on. Um, I believe that. I believe it started yeah. becoming really popular 
after Lord of the Rings uh, back in like the early yeah 2000s yeah because Andy Sir, yeah because yeah because Gollum yeah because Circus was Gollum and and they used they used stop motion, I mean they used uh, motion, motion capture for motion that. Capture. Now, if you want to see creepy motion capture when it was in its early stages, the Polar Express is creepy. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, there it's, there's like, and I like that movie. It's a fun movie, but it is weird. Their faces are just a little weird. Right. But we were in the early stages of that. It was the early part of, of motion capture and they were just experimenting with it. And, um, I don't believe because nobody had gone as far as James Cameron. And even if you look back at avatar, the original, and you compare it to what they just did, there's a huge difference. Huge 10 difference. years makes a long, it's a big oh, difference yeah. in technology. It's a huge difference, huge difference. So, um, anyway, uh, so there are some good movies that I thought, I thought the Academy did a pretty good job. They, they picked some good movies. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like they were movies that were like, there was some reason, you know, sometimes movies win and you're like, uh, why? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Why? Why? Or sometimes an actor wins and you're like, uh, why? Like you could see Jamie Lee Curtis getting that Academy Award because of her body of work that she's done. But really, she's brilliant in the movie. Okay. So you so. I don't believe that it was for her body of work. I don't believe she was getting it because she was great in Halloween. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, come on. Uh but she is brilliant in this movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just really good. The whole cast, I, everything, everything everywhere all at once. Go go see it. Get it. See it. Watch it. I think it's streaming Absolutely. now. I think you can stream it because um, that's how that's how Kate watched it. It is. It is so good. And then we can talk about hot dog fingers. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really good, though. It, it is science fiction, though. Just know it does deal with the multiverse. Oh, right? I love that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It literally is dealing with the multiverse. Um, and uh, it's, but at its heart, it's about connection and family and relationships. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really I good. That. Really good. Really good. So there we can leave on a, we can leave on a bright note knowing that that's, uh, Knowing that you should go see that. Yeah. So did you have well, anything? Did, so have you had anything happen to you that you need to tell us about? Um, well, a few things. I'm out on teaching. Like, this is my last year teaching. I'm out. I'm done. Uh, really? Just like, the Rams, like, just like the Rams said, fuck them pigs. Fuck these kids. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm done. I get it. I'm done. Uh, it was... Don't get me wrong. I do have some really good students. Um, of course. That I've made an impact when I have been teaching. Uh, however, my artistry calls me to do other things. And also, I'm getting to a point where I'm doing my art like full time now. So, right. I can't right. really dedicate, you know, yeah, eight and, hours and a day to teaching. <laughs> that's right. And we're trying to figure out, uh, you know, because of that. And I, I fully support your your art and your theater and I'm like, go, go, go. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out our recording schedule too, right. To yeah, fit into yeah, that because yeah. I really want, cause I want to support you in that. And I, um, uh, so I don't want the recording to ever get in the way of that. There, there no. should never be a time where you feel like you have to record instead of doing something else. I will always defer to your art and your profession. 
And so. I and I always appreciate that because it's like it's how I put like a roof over my head and like, you know, yeah. food on my table, Absolutely. you know. So it's that's a job. something where I'm like, it's, it's a, a job. job. It's work. It is work. Anybody that doesn't think that it's work is fooling themselves. It is work. Yeah. And I have you try I to do eight students. shows. You try to do eight shows a week. And you it's tell really me it's tiring. not work. It's really like, hard. It's tiring. It is really hard. And when you get to, you know, you get to a point where you're like, oh my God, I hate the show. <laughs> yes. I can't do Nobody talks about that part. I know. You get to you're a place like... where you're like, this show, I hate this show. And, but you still got to go out and you have to give the highest level performance because those people yes. paid money. And that, that yes. is where the work is. Yes. That so... is where, and that is where the creativity stops. Yeah. And the work begins, right? Because, you know, the rehearsal process is very like, but isn't the rehearsal process hard? I always found it. I always love the rehearsal process because that's where you're discovering. It's creative and you're discovering and you're all of that. Um, Once it gets up on stage, I feel like um, that's when the work starts because that's when you have to keep it at a level, at a high level. And that's hard to do. That is hard to do. That is a, that is why not everybody is on Broadway. Because there's yes. a lot of talented people out there. Yeah. A lot of talented people. But to do eight shows a week and have every single show be of high the quality. The same standard or higher, like, That's it's right. tough. It's and hard. it's exhausting. Yeah. All like, of the above. I have a story about that. We were doing Little Mermaid, and I was playing Sebastian, and it just sits really high in my register. Um, and on top of that, I'm singing in an accent, right? Because he's a Jamaican crab. Right. Right. <laughs> And a crustacean, because if he says crab, he'd be so upset. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm singing super high and I'm singing in a Jamaican accent. And after like eight shows, you get tired. And it's like we have a two show day one day and I'm so tired. I didn't sleep well the night before. Like I'm bogged down. I don't remember if I had anything to eat or something like in between shows or whatever. And I say the same like phrase or kind of thing to kind of get into my accent and make sure that it's in the right of place course. and things along of those course. lines. Yes. And one of the things that Caribbean people love is patties, right? There's Jamaican patties, there's Haitian patties, there's Trinidadian, <laughs> but there's all sorts of different kind of patties. <laughs> patties. Right. It's just about so, patties. Yep. Right. And there's these like little they're not a pastry. They're filled with like meat and rice and like sometimes beans and stuff. They're delicious. They're so good. Um, and one of the things I would say is, uh, Jamaicans eat Jamaican patties every single week. And I got to a point <laughs> where I was ladies, so ladies tired. And, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Wesley Anthony Clergé. <laughs> I was getting so tired of like just doing the show at some points where I literally would say that I'd say, Jamaicans eat Jamaican patties every fucking day. Like I just get tired of it. I'm like, God, I'm exhausted. But I mean, I don't care about the fucking patties. No, yeah, (laughs) it was just one of those things that, like, I kept saying to myself. I would say it in the dressing room, of course, and people would just tell they were like, "Yo, you're tired." And I'm like, "Yeah, Yeah. it's been a long week." (laughs) That's a that's an interesting peek behind the curtain. Right. Of of an actor, because I think most actors that have to do an accent have a phrase or something that gets them into that accent 
for a show. Yeah, absolutely. I think I I think that is not it is not given that you just walk out on stage and just fall into the accent. I I no, believe that no. I believe that most most trained actors do that. Most and it of takes them practice. Do that. Oh, right. it's hard. Accents are hard to do me, right. It took me a while to like get it right and you practice and you practice and you practice until you get to a point where I had a native speaker come up to me and be like, are you sure you're not from Jamaica? Yeah. So and that's I was what like, want. I did my job. Like, that's, that's like, what yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. That's like when you hear all the British actors that do movies in it, speaking an American accent. Yeah. You never know they're British. You'd never have any idea that they had an act that they had, a, that they were from someplace else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, and Wesley Anthony Clerget. Yes, sir. It has been a pleasure as always. And three weeks is way too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's way, way too, too long. long. Yeah, way too long. Um, and I know we had things come up that we just couldn't avoid. Um, so I get that. But really, I really want to, I just love talking to you. And so, um, you know, let's make it two weeks. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's Down do it. For that. It's on the calendar. Hey, yeah. thanks everybody for listening. Uh, subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, go to uh, omg.lol. It's thegoofyguy.omg.lol. Um, and that will give you all my socials. Uh, it'll show you, it'll give you my Mastodon, it'll give me my Instagram, all of that. Uh, and you can reach me there or you can get a hold of me at thegoofyguy.com. Just go there. You'll find me there. Yeah, everyone, and by all means, uh, reach out. More show updates coming soon. Actually, just sign some contracts, but you know, can't yeah. wait the information oh, gets laid great, out. great. When uh, can when we'll have to next time? We'll have to talk about that if we can. Absolutely, and we should be able to talk about it next time. Okay, um, good, good. Just getting our eyes dotted and our T's crossed, but super excited to release some new information. Uh, best way to reach me, you can reach me at uh, WesleyAnthonyClerget.com. Uh, w e s l y anthonyclerget.com or you can DM me on Instagram I am Wesley Anthony I'm more than happy to connect with everybody and just have some fun y'all uh, yeah. we got a lot to talk about so yeah. I mean, make thank sure you for tuning in and make sure you're laughing get some chuckles in absolutely get some laughter in we, we, we weren't very we weren't very funny tonight Wesley. no 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 we were we not we were pretty we were, we were in some pretty heavy topics there <laughs> we had a lot to cover we had a, we missed a lot you know we did there's You're a lot exactly of shit right. that happened <laughs> a, lot, a lot of shit going down and that's exactly why we're doing this right so because we both have a very distinctive view so yeah. um you know that's why we're doing it so hey thanks so much for listening uh like i said be sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh and you know a five-star rating and review would be awesome Oh, yeah, please, for sure. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. I love that line in that movie. Get to the top of now! Now! All right, and Mr. Claire J, I will talk to you later. All right, my friend. Take care, all right? Take care.